What's up and welcome to the 5050 podcast. My name is Corey. Here with me is Brian. What do we got today? All right, so we got some baseball news and some rule changes, which are getting some interesting thoughts on social media, and we're going to take a pick at them. Uh, what is going on? I think there's like six changes. Some are small. Some are potentially very big. Uh, we'll just go down the list, though. So the first one, probably one of the less significant changes is a slightly larger base with a less slippery surface. Um, I don't know. This just it just comes across as across as a quality of life thing for me. I think it's fine. I don't really see much of an issue with it. Um, I don't either. Um, I I don't know about third and second or second and third base being expanded. Um, though I do believe it's really first base that they need to use this rule on. Um, cause first base, you're not having as many collisions at second and third as you are first base. No. Yeah. It's like, it's really first base where it's just a little more protection for the first baseman who's always, always having to take their foot right off the bag or potentially getting stepped on. And we don't like seeing that. Not a very common thing, but why make it more, uh, why make it less common when, when it's possible? Uh, so yeah, well, just, that was pretty much nothing. Uh, the next one, a requirement that all four infielders have their cleats within the outer boundary of the infield dirt when the pitch is delivered. So it seems like a nerf on the on the shift. What do, what what do you think on uh, of the shift in general? Like, are you, I know there's some people who hate the idea of the shift, and then there's people like me who like the shift and think that pitch uh, hitters should learn to hit on more than one side of the field. I'm on the fence on this one. Um, I, I agree with you. If, if there is a shift, I don't understand why more, more players kind of work on hitting opposite um, the shift. Um, I just think that, I, I don't know, for the, the excitement aspect of the game is hurt by the shift. I mean, I think we can all agree on that because it's, you know, uh, you know, Gary Sanchez, who's hitting, is pretty much pulling at this point, even though he's a younger years, he was a fantastic opposite field hitter. I mean, he's just hitting into the shift at this point, and it's it stinks. But like I said, these players should learn to hit opposite field. I mean, there's a quick fix to that. Um, I don't know. Maybe there's an in-between where there's a, a – a less dense type shift that they can do. Like not every infield player can be on one side or something. I mean, I know they're not all traditional. Usually third baseman is on the third base side, but we'll have to see where that goes with that. Um, I I don't know how long that would go. I don't think that's something that's going to really take off. I really don't. Uh, It seems like it might just be like their first dip into just at least testing out rules because again there are there is enough people who have the issues with the shift where they're going to kind of extending an olive branch here it's like yeah we'll, we'll test some things out and see how it plays but uh, yeah for, for me it's more the players need to adjust and as part of that there's some growing pains 
that'll come with watching the game. And some players, like you said, Gary Sanchez, who are very committed to um, to one side of the field, and it kind of takes away a lot of their value. And it's not something that they're just going to fix overnight or in one season. It's it's a long process. But, um, yeah, it's a, it's a short-term thing, personally. I think long-term players will learn, and it'll become part of the thing where you need to be able to hit uh, on both sides of the field if you want to get up to the pros. So I think it long-term, long I don't think it, there's no point to it. And uh, people will just learn to play at the shift. Yeah, I think we're going to have a similar conversation in a couple of years when hitting opposite field is going to be a little more common. Or just people can learn to bunt again. What happened to bunting? That's true. A lot of a lot of people are saying that that's one aspect of the shift that like leaves it open for bunts. I don't understand why more people don't do it. I mean, if you don't want them to do the shift, either hit opposite field or bunt. I don't know. It's baseball. It's good. it's going to get figured out either way. Yeah. My my cause resurgence with the bunt uh players seem to be less interested in that aspect, but it's we'll we'll wait and see. Uh, next change, a requirement that pitchers must step off the rubber to attempt a pickoff. I don't really. I never understood why they needed to be on the bag anyway. Uh, I'll like, be honest. Like, I see all the I see these pickoff attempts, and there's a whole science to how doing doing it correctly, and it's just one of those. One part of the game I've never really paid all attention to. So I really don't have a strong opinion on this. Yeah, I mean, I don't understand. There's a, We're going to go through a lot of these rule changes, changes, which, by the way, are all going through the minor league affiliates, uh, rightfully so. But a lot of these things are just, it's it's being tested. Um, the stepping off the rubber, I don't, I, I'm interested to see where it leaves with, uh, bulk, bulk calls, bulk, can't say that word, bulk. Um, I'm interested to see where that will lead. Um, but like I said, I don't, uh, of the, the three that we've gone over, I would probably say this one is almost the least likely to, to help or make any difference. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. It's it's something I'll have to like see a video explanation of what this means. Again, like when there's balk calls, um, some of them are like blatantly obvious for me. It's like, oh yeah, that's a balk. And then there's others where I'm halfway paying attention, and then someone they're like, okay, move over to the next base. I'm just like, wait, what the fuck just happened? And uh, then you had to wa- then I watched the replay, and they're like, oh yeah, he made a movement. I'm just like, okay. I, I I don't I don't see what what the deal is here, but I don't know. I have to I have to pay more attention to it this season to get a better understanding. It's just one of those parts of the game I don't really look at. Yeah, I mean, not a lot of people do look at them, but it, it's one of those things where they're trying to make the game more excitable. It's understandable where they're coming from, but I don't see this as the right way to go. Um, I like the next one more. A limit of two pickoff attempts per plate appearance. So, in terms of the game, 
taking too long and losing excitement. There is nothing quite like a pitcher throwing to first base four or five times to the same uh, to some guy who steals bases just for him to never even try. I I get why they're doing it, but there's a reason. After on like the third time and then some, the crowd is just booing and sick of seeing it. So I'm really happy they're at least giving this a shot. I. It's it's definitely going to encourage steals, which I think is a great thing for the game. People like watching steals; it gets gets some offense flowing. Um, no, I, I'm happy. Uh, what do you think? Um, I love this one. Um, I per, am a particular. Um, I get particularly angry when it comes to pickoff attempts because I'm sure you've been to plenty of games too, or watch plenty of uh, postseason baseball where there's three or four pickoff attempts in a row. And I got to be honest, I don't play baseball. I get there might be a lot lost on me. But if you're really throwing three times or four times at first base to keep the runner close, what in, what are you doing besides getting in your own getting in your own head almost? You know, if you've got a um, a runner on first base, like it, throwing over there so often, how many times does that really shorten someone's lead or actually catch someone? It, it's kind of a cat and mouse game, and I think is one of the the most boring aspects of baseball. I can't stand so many pickoff attempts in a row. If it's littered throughout in that bat. And it's a long at bat. It's fine, I guess. But I mean, at bats aren't nor- um, aren't normally very long anyway. It, it's I like this. I don't need to see four pickoff attempts and one plate appearance. I really do. I don't care who's at first base. It's not Ricky Henderson. Stop throwing four times. So I I vaguely remember. I think there was one more part to this rule where like. After your two pickoff attempts, you can go for a third, but if you don't get the out, then it's considered a balk, and the runner takes second. I I want to think I believe I saw that somewhere, and uh, I think it's I think that's a really good way to do it because I mean you can't just have like a limit of two because as soon as you throw two, then the guy's gonna get some ridiculous lead off because you can't throw the ball over there anymore, so it kind of keeps them. It kind of keeps it from being too ridiculous and impossible for to defend against the steal, but yeah, I think that's I think that's a good middle ground, and I would really like to not see four or five throws to first base before throwing to the home plate. So that's yeah, that might be my favorite rule so far. So I am reading here that it's going to be two step offs or pick off attempts per plate appearance. On the third attempt, if the runner is not thrown out, the move is ruled a balk. And any runners are automatically awarded the next base. Hooray. I don't I don't see anyone trying that third attempt. I really don't. No, you I mean it's really just I, so someone doesn't stand st- start standing halfway to like well I mean yeah, it pretty much just so they don't get a free base after the second one anyway. Because what are you gonna you, if you can't throw it, you can't throw it. So it just keeps them from running halfway down the line before the pitch is thrown. Uh, I'm interested to see where this goes. I really am. Yeah. 
Because, I mean, it's not just that they're going to do two. I imagine a lot of pitchers will only keep it at one. Because you want to keep, you want to have that, I can still do this and not risk a balk. And you kind of want that in the in the hitter's mind, uh, in the runner's mind also. So I think this might cut them down to just one per at-bat. And I think that's, I'm hoping that's what we see. But um, we'll see how it plays out. I'm excited. Um, I am... Okay, so it is per plate appearance, so I mean that's good. Um, but like I said, that that third attempt, I don't think I, I don't think that even if it does make make it to the major leagues, we would ever do see it. Those are just highlights waiting to happen, though. Like that, that that's gonna make it on every highlight reel if you someone gets a pickoff attempt on someone on the third throw because somebody took too big of a lead. That's gonna that's yeah. gonna be cool, and I, I look forward to that. It's definitely a not top 10 type thing. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Uh, all right, moving on to the next one. A 15-second pitch clock. Um, This comes a, this comes across as I believe as they have a pitch clock already, though, don't they? Yeah, I believe we do, and they're just like trying to shorten it. It just comes across as a as a cheap, petty way to try to shorten the length of the game. Um. I, I don't know. I, I think it's the wrong way to go about trying to shorten the length of the the game. If you're so committed to trying to shorten the game, then just take it. Just take an ending off. Like Jesus Christ, man! Like give the pitchers need some time here, especially in those high uh, pressure moments. Runners on base, two outs, ninth inning, blah blah blah. You're. I mean, they have to be relaxed with the with the pitch lock. I think 15 seconds is. Uh, not enough and there's better ways to go about this um i mean this is one thing i do agree with i don't agree with maybe the limit i i i think a pitch clock is necessary but i don't think 15 seconds is necessary i don't know where it is now but i think it's wherever it is now like it needs to be long enough to where those players that really are trying to milk it for what it's worth, you know, the ones that are really taking their sweet time, the ones that are kind of ruining it for everybody else, should be, like, a little bothered by it. But the players that know their stuff and know what they can do, you know, those aces, they are still comfortable, if that makes any sense. Not sure. I, I don't know. Well... When is it supposed to start? When the pitch, when the catcher throws the ball back to the pitcher, and then they have fifteen seconds to throw a pitch. Is that when it's supposed to be? Um, or do they like? I mean, or is like kind of oh, give them a second to pick their pitches. I don't see. I I don't see where. I don't see. It doesn't say where exactly. Or how exactly, when exactly it starts. But I would imagine... I would imagine it's sometime after he has... I think... I honestly want to say it's when he has possession of the ball. And is... um, on On the plate, is what I want to say. Because I feel like if you get... If you're throwing the ball... And then the pitcher throws or the catcher throws it back to you, 
like it's not fair that the 15 seconds starts when the catcher catches it, and I don't think it's necessarily very fair if it's you know you have to wait for him to throw it because you know you've got to wipe down the ball, resin, um, stuff like that. So it'll be interesting to say. Uh, interesting to say, I I gotta look into that rule. I don't not sure what it is now, but I should look into that. Yeah, well, um, I definitely had to look into it because there's a a lot that could go wrong on this rule, but I I don't think the the point I think this is the wrong wrong way to go about shortening the game. Um, I, I agree with that. All right, and the, then the last one uh, is going to be the most controversial in general and most talked about: an automatic ball strike system. And these last two, they're only doing in low A, West only, Southeast only, whatever the hell that means. Some Triple A leagues or low A leagues. Um, but yeah, an automatic ball strike system, robot umpires. So, baseball's got, you know, very very divisive fans in terms of uh, not wanting this and wanting this. And the, there's few people somewhat in the middle. I think you're going to fall into that, that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm very much on the side of I want this. I am so over umpires getting shit wrong. And I understand that it's hard to to be very accurate with this but when you just have the technology right here for the taking when you can make the games right and it doesn't take long you we see this live real time watching the games i don't understand why there's so much pushback on the games being accurate especially when it comes to playoff games and the world series it's more important that to me that they're right and the calls are right. And then, I mean, I think it's unfair to just for umpires to get thrown under the bus. I mean, it's impossible for them to be completely, to be a hundred percent accurate. So, I mean, I think this supports them in the sense of give some, give them some, get the target off their backs. I think we can all agree that this is the meat of the the this is the meat at the table in terms of roles of these roles this is the one that everybody wants to see this is the one everyone cares about i am on the fence the only reason why i am on the fence is i do believe that the i don't remember exactly what the phrase was i believe it was the human um, the human aspect element. of the, the human element. There we go. Of of baseball makes it a little bit more interesting. I do believe. I mean, I do believe the human element does make it for more interesting. I, I do believe that people are just sick of it being receiving that uh, human element. I think, but. I am on the fence. The robot umps thing. I I mean, you know what? I, I'm I'm for it if it works. But if it's one of those things where I gotta wait for a period of time to hear it, I'm not gonna be very happy about it. If they can't give me a call, if they can't give me a call almost as fast as the ump, I don't really want to deal with all of this. I just, I mean, I'll, we'll see where it goes. Um, but 
I don't know. If you have robot umps doing that, I mean, what happens in terms of uh, check swings and stuff like that? So, yeah, so the, I mean, the umpire is still there. And in, in those cases, again, I don't know what the hell a check swing, like what the rule is on that. So, I mean, it's kind of one of those things where I just look at it and they say, yeah, that's a strike or no, that's not a swing. Um, it's very, it, it's not something that has like a very strict understanding of what it means. And I'm cool with those, those things being done by the umpires, those eyeball plays. But I just think the strikes and balls are something that are, that are something that we can do. And it's a lot, it, and it's very, they better implement it right. Like this is, this is the thing, like you said, they need to, uh, execute this rule correctly. Because if it does take a couple seconds per call, that's they they can do better than that. This needs to be done right, or it's going to get a very bad rap. The NBA had the same issue with the way they did challenge the challenging rules, because they still do it poorly. No, no, it wasn't the NBA. It was the NFL. With the NFL, with the um, with the pass interferences, like you can challenge a pass interference call, and they took it away because it was implemented so poorly. And it's so important to the game to, to be able to have that, to have that ability to fix the game, to, to correct a call that can change the outcome of the game and, and the course of history for these sports. And then they take it away because they didn't know how to do it right. And this is an important moment here for baseball. And they, if they're going to do this, it needs to be implemented right. And like you said, it should not extend the game. It should be an automatic strike or ball. Because we see it on TV instantaneously, and we know, striker ball. It should not be It should not be difficult to implement. No, and I, I, I agree with you where it, it shouldn't make any game. It shouldn't make the games any longer, and it, it needs to be implemented right. I mean, if you're just throwing a robot ump type thing out there and saying, you know, the... The robot ump is going to control it. I think it's going to be a mess. This is a couple of years out, I believe. I mean, it's being tested well, like in low, the low affiliated ball. So we'll see. But I mean, this is the one everyone's going to want to see. Um, like I said, I like the human element. But I mean, if it's executed right and it does well, I'm all for it. Yeah, and I'm not, and I'm in, I'm not in the terms of like taking the uh, umpires completely out of the game because again there's plenty of parts of the game where they do fine they, they even did the like when they were doing the challenges they showed like how accurate the, uh, the umpires were with like the first first base calls and they were great they're actually like statistically they're still really good so i'm like i'm totally cool with that and i mean you still have like challenge rules and stuff like that but you can't have a challenge thing with strikes and balls because that's just that's just ridiculous and tedious um, but no, I think this is the one place where the robot umpires can't come into play. And yeah, I agree. And I'm, it's a very, very big change to the game. And I'm perfectly happy to wait a few years before it reaches the big league. So it gets a whole lot of innings and thousands and thousands of games behind it to prove that it's better. It's not something you should rush. Um, and yeah, I'll sacrifice a few years short term for making sure the long term is done better. And we'll see. I mean, uh, a lot of these changes we've been talking about 
might be a little ways off. I think the robot ump one is probably farther off than most, with the base one being close. It's just closer so, yeah. to reality. Yeah, like some um, of them are like large, slightly larger bases. It's just like, sure, go ahead and just push it through because there's really not a lot of pushback on it. But there's plenty of pushback on the ball, ball and strike thing, and it's a lot. Just it's just more impactful. So I have to ask, which one of these is your least favorite? Let's say they were all being implemented to the major leagues. Which one's the least favorite in your opinion, and the one you want the most? Or the one you like the most? Well, the one I like the most is easily the uh, the automatic stri- uh, ball strike system. Uh, okay. Second, and I knew you were going to go with that one. Yeah, and second would be the two pickoff attempt limit. And then my okay. least favorite would probably be the 15-second pitch lock. Okay, I get that. I get that. Pretty solid list. And you? Oh, mine, mine is pretty, pretty. I mean, the robot ump one. Uh, since it's on, I'm on the fence. I'm not gonna name that as either. But my favorite would have to be larger bases. Um, for a while, I think probably since, um, probably we were in high school almost a decade ago. I wanted them to implement the kind of softball first base rule or first base uh, style where there's a part of it that's in foul territory um, because my favorite Yankees player of all time, essentially uh, Andy Pettit had a collision at the plate because in Fenway of all places, cause he was running and I think he could have avoided the collision he had with, I forget who was running the bases, um, but could have avoided a collision that may have hurt him. And, you know, you don't want to see your favorite player hit, uh, hurt and put yeah. on the DL. So and I remember it. He took a really nasty tumble and thankfully played out the rest of the game. But I don't want to see those. Um, I, I don't want to see collisions. I mean, I don't. I don't even like the collisions at home. I really don't. No, I mean, how it, many times have we seen those go really bad, really fast? Yeah, like I mean, a lot of these rule changes come too late. Like, I for, like, the home uh, plate thing, I mean, granted, it was an issue for a long time, but I believe it was, like, Buster Posey who uh, well, it broke his leg on a collision at home plate, and I don't, he didn't even play. He doesn't even play catcher anymore. And they and then they started changing the rules not too far uh, long after. And then they had the, um, whatever they call the thing at second base after Chase Utley took someone out. I forgot who he took out. But yeah, he took someone out at second base, and then they started doing the thing where, you know, the runner has to make an attempt to go for a second. Because Utley just went out there and just completely took the guy out. Yeah, so now I, th- I believe what the rule is is uh, for home plate, you, as a catcher, you cannot impede the runner's, uh, uh, the path, his path essentially to home base, uh, home base, home plate. Yeah. And with second base, I believe it is you have to make a play towards the base. You can't slide out of the way. That's why you got a lot of these um, iffy plays nowadays where it's like between the base or uh, maybe the guy slides too late because he wants to interrupt the throw, things like that. Um, But it's the home base thing um, that bothers me the most. In terms of my least favorite, um, 
I would probably have to. I would probably have to say the. I don't know. I, I would say. I'd probably have to say the, the rubber stepping off the rubber, um. Like I think that's mostly because I would need a little more clarification on it. Maybe like does that mean like when you're sitting there or standing there on on the mound, can you just willy willy nilly throw it to first base? You know, like, like the this... catcher throws it back and then they catch the first the guy on first slipping and he just kind of casually tosses it to get that out. Like what... is this a nerf on left-handed pitchers? Because, like, the left-handed pitchers are already looking at first base. Now They, like, have to take that extra moment to step off the rubber and then throw the pitch. Like, Maybe is that, it is. Is that, is that the idea behind this? Like, I, I'd like to hear per, uh, perspectives from pitchers on on this rule. Like, I, I imagine they're probably not in favor of it. I, but, I would, too. And you yeah. know what? There was an art, another article before we started recording this. Um, I'll have to find it where they were actually interviewing um, s- some players that they got. They were able to interview, I guess, for uh, spring training or whatnot on what changes they were hoping to see. So I'll have to go back and look at that. But yeah, it would probably be that. I mean, the pitch clock. I, you know what? I I, re- you, I redact my statement. The 15 pitch clock, the 15 second. I think 15 seconds is too short. Like, give them a little bit more time. 15 seconds? Come on. Yeah, I I mean, in the middle of the game, I get it. The 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 pitchers don't need to be taken forever. Because, you know, they're, like, there's no one on base. It's the third inning. It's it's 0-0. Or it's a, the game. So it's like a 10-0 game. It's just like, okay, get, get a move on. But, I mean, there needs to be a clear understanding that there's a very big difference between situations like that. And then when you're in the seventh, eighth, and ninth inning, and the bases are loaded and it's a one-run game, no one, com- no one's really complaining that the pitcher is taking too long. The only time you're really getting criticized as a pitcher for taking too long in those high-stress situations is when you're throwing to first base too many times, and when there's too many mound visits. And they already put a limit on the mound visits, and the amount of pitching changes. Like I was, I'm more in favor of going that route. As opposed to this, where you're just trying to shorten the game overall and not really taking into account the individual situations in where it's going to take effect. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see where it goes. I'm excited to see where it goes. Again, this is only in the minor league affiliates, some, some as low as uh, low A ball. Um, we'll see where this goes. And that's all we have for today. Remember, you can find us on YouTube at 50-50 Network, on Facebook at 50 forward slash 50 Network, on Instagram at F-I-F-T-Y 5-0 Network, and on Twitter at at 50 underscore 50 Network. Thanks for listening. Thanks for following along. Have a great one.